think a six is going to say something that annoys them way faster than a nine is. Yes. And, and a nine, it'll come up five years later that they've been resenting something for five years. And it's like they didn't even know they were resenting it because right. it's always in the moment. Right. Oh, it's better if I let it go for this right. moment. I, I want to keep it going for this moment. For this moment, right. I want to keep it going. And then the moment comes where it's like, well, what the hell? I've been doing this. I've been sacrificing myself for all these moments. And it's like, well, you didn't need to. No one asked you to sacrifice it for the moment. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I am Mace. And I'm Daniel. And welcome to episode 197. We are titling... Personality... Maybe? Yes. Personality maybe. Personality maybe. <laughs> uh, slight Bjork reference, possibly maybe. Personality maybe. Per- perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> perhaps. I mean, um, keep it vague. Okay, so we are... Um, for context, Daniel and I are recording this, like multiple episodes in a row in Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. So this morning we recorded an earlier episode Mm -hmm. and this is the next part to it. So if you haven't listened to the previous one, don't necessarily have to, but could be helpful. Could be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And we left it with the tease of, we are going to talk about the last layer of type structure. Yeah. Personality. Yeah. I don't know. uh, I'm... We can I take it other places. We can take it other places. I for the whole thing I have been using the shorthand of calling the whole thing of essence, instinct, personality, like type structure. Yes. There's probably other words for it. There's Did you probably, make up that word? No, it's a word that you see people talking about. And in fact, it is becoming kind of a buzzword in the mainstream Enneagram conferences. People are talking about type structure. And part of my frustration is they're actually they're not talking about it in a structured way. It's very vague and and kind of ethereal, and everyone has different approaches to it, which is good, but there's there's no rigor in terms of trying to drill into something that might actually be accurate. It's just all different ideas. Okay, this is making me think of uh, a place that I think we could curiously go as explaining mm. things, is I, I do wish people could have visuals, because I think they're helpful yeah. in the sense of type structure. You We mentioned this earlier, thinking of the Enneagram as math. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking of it as this geometry, mm-hmm. uh, this symbol. I, I don't know if there's a way for you to explain the fixes, or not the fixes, the like the math of the Enneagram. Does that make sense? Does yeah. my question make sense? I think so. you're kind of like in more a little bit exploring like, like, the laws like of you were like, 1, 3, you're and like, 7. Hey, that doesn't have a lot of structure. Like, tell us the structure of the Enneagram. What is the structure that you're using as the basis. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um, some of it is less specifically about the structure of the, the symbol itself. There is a lot there, but what I was just referring to is more that we talk about these different aspects like essence and passion is in usually the starting chapter of most books. And then we, there's a chapter that starts to get into instincts maybe, or your wings. And then there's the word subtype that often gets thrown around um, 
all of these other things, um, your motivations, your, your, uh, your, the drive or the, the desire or the basic, basic fear. fear. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. We have all these things and there's no coherent sense of how these things relate to one another. And there's no like consistency with mm. how we're talking about how these things relate to one another. Mm. And mm. so it's like, that makes it difficult to actually know if we're correctly attributing something we're looking at. Let's say we're looking at how you, a certain emotion you have when you see your partner come into the room, for example, like that's something that a lot of people might try to put in terms of type and well, I'm a six, so I do it this way versus I'm a five and I do it this way. And that's all good things that we can use. We can use the Enneagram to look at that and wonder about that and, and all that. But if we're not, if we don't have a consistent idea of how these different aspects, essence, passion, uh, type, all this stuff, how that, how it interplays, we might incorrectly attribute it to a personality thing when it's actually an instinctual thing, or it's Mm. actually a matter of playing out the passion in a particular. So it's like, Mm. it's not trying to gatekeep ideas. It's not trying to say, we only have to think about this one way, but it is saying we do need some consistency. Well, right. Well, and I think what you're also, you're, you're getting at something that I think again. So I was in a, in a a place of almost wanting like crossing my arms at the Enneagram mm. in a, for a season of yeah, life, I just a little that, bit, very like <laughs> those moments. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. But I think this is something else you're even naming of like, maybe sometimes it's not personality. Maybe it's something like instinct. And now that my arms have been uncrossed and I'm a little bit more able to play with it all. It's been, it's interesting how we often are like that thing we're seeing is not about the person's number. That's social, first or that that's a social right. thing that's happening here that's looking maybe a certain way because of their number but these these three numbers do it this way socially so it's mm-hmm. you're able to see it as less like sixes do this and more of like oh this this structure that could be why this person is behaving that way and it's more mm-hmm. nuanced yes. in that sense and i mean going off that if you're someone that's at this podcast from looking at our memes or if you're someone that's going from this podcast to look at our memes I do want to talk about the idea of a meme with because it is it is a generalization and you mm-hmm. are you are making something that's reified and and uh, too too small, too limited, too simple, not dynamic enough to really get at the thing. And really what it's more about with a meme is trying to give an impression yeah. of, of something that you can generally be looking out for, but there's always I mean, this is why why so many of my memes I have a bunch of slides after explaining because it's like I want this to be simple and accessible and enjoyable and fun and there's so much nuance and if we just do that simple stuff we will come to misunderstandings right 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 but it's also this is a this is a vibe that this meme is trying to teach about that personality of sorts you know like this is a I mean I would say I vibe with a lot of the six and nine memes you know I'm like yeah, this is a yeah. vibe I get. And it, most of us are probably vibing with them. Right, exactly. And that's yeah. the thing is like, and that's something that we'll get into as we like keep getting into personality. But it is this, the, the personality above instinct, above essence is the level at which we start really associating our, associating ourselves into this stuff and reading ourselves into it and trying to figure out how do I fit into this? What am I resonating with? What am I not resonating with? And this is where the sticky tender stuff around mistyping and around our own self-concept and how we want to see ourselves and the parts of ourselves that 
we are seeing and the parts of ourselves that we aren't seeing, that's where those all start really coming into play. Okay, next question. Uh, would you be able to... So we went through the essence and we kind of looked at the, the names like mm-hmm. harmony, truth, and love, or harmony, truth, and value. Yeah. Uh, would you be willing to or be able to explain archetypically what the one through nine personalities are? Mm, Do you think that could be done in like a couple sentences for each? That's really interesting. I mean that, yeah, there's, it's funny to, to, to wonder around that, especially because like looking back to the olden days of first getting into the Enneagram, all of us, it was this thing of like, okay, we're going to look at this podcast that went through all nine types and getting really excited about that. And as I've, been on my journey of really looking at the Enneagram with a variety of different lenses, there is something about going through all nine types that is really tender and special and like, I don't know how else to word it besides like tender and special and and sweet, nostalgic maybe. And so much of what will, what we, this headspace we intuitively get into naturally to try to understand the system of all these nine types in a row um, really does a lot of simplifying, and it, and it and it does kind of turn it into these caricatures in a way. Okay. So, so it's, uh, this isn't a direct even response. I'm I'm just voicing what's coming up in in response to this idea. I want to do it. I think. Well, no, you don't have to. I mean, that's an interesting response you just gave. Like, I wonder if it's actually you just explain attachment types or well. I think what what I would maybe want to do is, yeah, I, I think going through it in some sort of an order would be good. I'm I'm more wondering around how, and this is one of my main critiques that I have um, on the Insta and just of like, but I'll, this is too general and not, not nuanced enough, but like mainstream Enneagram, heavy quotes, is probably going to be a buzzword that comes up for us. Um, we can hold it expansively. But mainstream Enneagram tends to not look at the laws of one, three, and seven that compose the symbol itself. We talked about that in the last um, episode. And it is this thing of like we did a we did a poll on our on our stories and about like six hundred I forget how many, but like hundreds of people responded and this is just one data point. Yeah, it was really but shocking it's only the numbers. Five percent of people knew about these three fundamental things. And so it is this thing of like, I wonder if it would be easier to look at all nine types through the laws of one, three, and seven, rather than going around it in a circle. Great, you know? great. Um, so if we do, why don't we just try it? Uh, so let's I start with the law of one, which if we're looking on the Enneagram of essence, and I think I'll just say this and set myself up to do this later, but I'm going to post a picture of the Enneagram of essence Mm-hmm. Um, with some of the, one of the posts for this episode. So go through if you want some visuals. Um, but so at the top, at point nine on the Enneagram of Essence is harmony, which is kind of representing all of it. It's the law of one. It's all, so when we're, when we're putting personality onto this, nine kind of represents the most, um, not basic, but fundamental, typical, um, it, nine is almost the archetype of all of what personality is. Mm-hmm. Is it's this? Mm-hmm. It's when when a human ego and all of those psychological structures that we could use to give nuance to the idea of ego. When our psychology starts 
constellating around a certain instinct and trying to meet that instinct through, I'm going to do this and when that happens, and I'm going to do that when this happens, and develops behavior patterns. Um, it is kind of generally in a sense harmonizing with everything else around it. It's, it's, it's relational in terms of it's the inner self's interaction with everything else outer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, eventually we can get into object relationally, some of a, a different way of looking at that, of that basic thing of how do I represent with not I. Right. Right. Very, right. The me, not me. Yeah. Me, not me. Exactly. Yes. That's the basic, I mean, in, in many senses, that's, that is the basis of mm-hmm. what we're doing. That's, it's, that is the basis of personality, right. of life, is what's well, me and what's life, not me. And that's, that's like, the interesting thing. What's mother, what's not mother, what's parent, what's not parent, what's, what's yeah. object, what's me. Like, yes, yes. We're figuring that out. Yeah, exactly. We're, and, and if we're looking at it in terms of the essence gets twisted into this thing of passion as the personality's kind of mock-up of that. It's trying, but it's, it's, uh, it's not the real thing. Or it's not, I'm not going to say it's not the real thing. Essence is just being, personality is doing. So it's something that's done rather than something that is. That is. Um, and yeah, so, so the passion of type nine is sloth which is this kind of to try to create or do harmony you end up um artificially making two things that are existing in dissonance maybe together you try to create smoothness so is the passion like the the other side of the coin to the essence yes okay yeah okay the other side of the coin is a great way to look at it um not necessarily opposites but the other side of the same coin yeah is yeah. that is that really Yeah, not opposites. Um I think other side of the coin really it is if we think about it in terms of unconscious and conscious, I'm not saying that I'm not I don't have a solid idea of if I want to say essence is conscious and the passion is unconscious. But that might be something similar you know, to what's getting at it. Maybe passion is more primitive. Is passion more primitive? What do you mean by primitive? Primal, like, uh, like primary. Primary. Like, uh, base, uh, like, uh, Here's what I'll say. I'll say essence, does, passion is a distortion of essence. Right. Okay. A distortion of essence. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's helpful. Yes. Okay. Um, and that we've kind of floated into vague land, uh, <laughs> abstract land and we'll I'll try to get it a little bit more concrete here but so we we had the law of one and the law of one is difficult to say anything useful about it because it's Daniel's really one. just being a nine here love this <laughs> in this zone of law of one nine harmony right so let's let's get to three that'll give us a little bit more, more handholds yes yeah. yes please give us that okay. triangle we need that so so when personality is at the level of the law of three you get three fundamental forces. And with the Enneagram of personality, that's the three centers of intelligence. So you've got a body center, a heart center, and a mind center. Or yes. other, other great words that correspond to that is gut, image, and head. Yeah. So you're going with your gut, you're thinking with your head, you're presenting an image. These are all fundamental aspects of that kind of are the big three of what the human 
person is, not like the creature. The creature's more of like it's sexual, social, and self-prez. But um, yeah, on a level of personality, it's these three centers. And so you get, in terms of essence, sorry. Would it be, here's a way of wondering around it. So personality is essentially how we symbolically structure the world we see. Like, I, I, okay, I, I don't know if that's a, that's a good definition. Let me play with this, trying to figure this out. Yeah. What is personality? What's its function? It, it's, it's, in many senses, having a personality and comes with also... Uh, how am I trying to describe this? Hmm. Uh, we develop personality out of as a defense. It's, it's, it's a lot of defenses to make sense of the world. What would you say personality is? What are we talking about here? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little lost in my own thoughts. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Like I'm trying to, I don't know what I would say personality is, but I would say it's, it's essentially our adaptation and the, the traits we've chosen to get through the world. I would say, yeah. Like it's, it's, the, it's the traits, the paths, the ruts, the, the ways we see the something rats. that that help yeah. us to make sense of the world, and it's the it's what we know to do, and it's what we keep doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's what mm-hmm. we've developed as the way we're going to walk around and talk and act in the world mm-hmm. that is going to meet the needs. It's it's, it, it's what we think it is. It's what we think will meet those needs. It's the strategy we've taken. It's the tools that our wounded child self has picked up to yeah. make their way in the world. And maybe not necessarily wounded child, maybe mm. also oh, healthy child. Good distinction. That's, that's got yeah. some tools too. Yes. Like I think yeah. there's like, like personality is not bad. Personality is great. No. Okay. Personality is an awesome thing. Thank you for saying <laughs> that because there is this thing of like, kind of a self um, berating thing that can happen in these sorts of conversations like, or, or modalities of thought or whatever. Like I was very prized in my dad's eyes. There could be a wounded side to that and mm-hmm. an awesome side to that. Yeah. Like yeah, totally. I feel very special and I like to feel special and it can be bratty. That could be neutral. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be bad. That's yeah. personality though. Yeah. It's, it's personality, you know? And, and yes. And what you're naming here. We like here, people with personality. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. That is interesting. And I do feel like some people, a lot of, uh, there, there are a lot of people with personalities or a lot of personalities develop such that it's attempting, it is this nine thing of, I'm just trying to be in harmony with everyone else. And so there are also, also lots of people that, get feel uh, their personality reacts against other personalities that are taking up a lot of light or Mm. space or stuff because it's like what 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 arrogance or what unawareness or what what flaw is giving you the right to think that you can take up so much space right but it's this fascinating thing where it's just different lanes is where your personality decides what is Right. The thing you can and can't take up space in. And and that perspective (laughs) of I shouldn't take up space, that's how one should be, is itself a personality. It's an unconscious mindset. Right. It's it's yes, it's a unconscious mindset. It's just a a belief that you have unconsciously that you're you you think is true. Yeah. You think it's true. And I had a I had a really great conversation with someone this week talking about this idea of unconsciousness, and they were really pushing back about like I think felt what they seem to be communicating, and I apologize if I'm misrepresenting you and you're listening, is is this thing of, of it can feel like your agency is being taken away when someone's telling you, no, this thing that we're talking about that you are really into is about our unconscious. And they were saying, like, I think it's both. I think it's conscious and unconscious. And I was like, yeah, actually, I agree with you. Right. 
Um, it is both. And I think a lot of people are using the Enneagram and are really only taking it in terms of our conscious understanding of ourselves and our conscious Right, right, which is awareness. why people are like, it's motivations, not behaviors. And it's like, right. your motivation is... Your, you, it's you, kind of your, like... Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say, I don't know the best way to say this, but it's... There's something very like patting yourself on the back with this idea of motivation. Hmm. I don't know what I'm, what I mean by that. Like, well, there's the way I've kind of come to understand it is there's conscious and unconscious motivations and you can be aware right. of your conscious motivations. Right. That's great. And what the Enneagram is describing is our unconscious motivation. So if you're into the Enneagram and, and have been using it to, defend or make sense of your conscious motivations that might be some of it but if you're not taking into account your unconscious motivations and how your enneagram is being impacted by your unconscious you haven't tested and really seen yet if what you're talking about is really what you think you're talking about so so it's this invitation to look past what you think you know which is scary and that's why people like me have been accused of gaslighting because it is like i'm in i I'm not attempting to tell you who you are or say that I understand you better than you know yourself. I am inviting you to consider the fact that none of us know ourselves as well as we think we do. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we're walking around thinking we know ourselves and we're doing so, we're missing so many things we're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's a really discouraging thought. Like, as I've been starting in, (laughs) in grad school and like, for the past year, for the past many years, I've been, in terms of my interests of like ancient societies and people and geography and stuff, I've been the top person I know in terms of this field of knowledge. And suddenly I'm in this department with experts in the field who know so, so much more than me and are offhandedly talking about things that I was completely unaware of. And that right. feels really, really unsettling because all of a sudden I am, I'm super don't know. And right. I thought I knew. And a lot of what I thought I knew, I actually was really wrong about. And so I totally understand why people do not vibe with this way of doing the right. Enneagram. Right, it's, it's stressful. Very stressful. Yeah. I mean, but there's, it took me there, a long time. But there's, there's hope. I mean, that's, honestly, it's the less certain, more curious challenge of, like, you get, certainty is fine. Certainty is fine. If you want to retreat into certainty or I don't want to mischaracterize it as retreat. If certainty is feel safe to you and that's where you are for right now. Well, yeah, no, I think that's the thing is actually we all need some, like we need certainty to be able to be uncertain. Yeah. You know, like I think that's, you know, probably developmentally Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the organizational function of splitting Mm -hmm. is getting at certainty for us to then move on to the next developmental function, which is the depressive position, which is, like being able to hold okay. ambivalence. Yes. You okay. know? So this is something I've been discussing a lot or referencing a lot in my posts is that the Enneagram, when I, when I critique approaches that are not well integrated or, or whatever, they aren't, they often are not in conversation in my opinion, adequately with actual used theories of understanding psychology. Yeah. And so I would love for you to just, if you would briefly give a, a tiny explanation of what you mean by splitting. Okay. Just because I, f- I feel like lots of people are aware of it, but also a lot of people maybe don't know what splitting yeah. is. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't explain splitting. I mean, it's that. I mean, I'll just try to explain the most basically yeah. basic thing. Uh, we can build on this over time, so it doesn't have to be the world. We take a look at the world. The world is obviously complex. Mm-hmm. Yes, to make sense of such a complex world that is full of contradictions and full of mis- multiplicity, we take something that is ambivalent. So we, some we could look at it in object relations way. Look, take the breast. That feeds you. Mm-hmm. That is comes from a human being that also has their own needs, mm-hmm. wants, desires, complicated thing. Mm-hmm. They are not coming and bringing this. They, they they themselves are complicated, but that's hard for us to take in the, right. the complication. Mm-hmm. So we split. We split something that is complicated into two polars, mm. and that helps organize the thing. So splitting serves an organizational function. What are we? Are we splitting the breast from the person? Are we splitting the breast itself into two breasts? Can you I think elaborate? you could. I, I think it would go all different kinds of ways. Okay, I think so it's not just one thing. No, I don't think so. And I mean, people out there could actually really critique me right now. I'm of course. Like, I'm out here learning learning the things, but that's lesser, more curious. Here we are uh, in I, real life. I would say it's um, the breast is either good or bad, hmm. like. Uh, in a basic, in a kind basic of kind of form. A c- unconscious way, um, it's it's better than what it is when mm-hmm. it's good, and it's worse than what it is oh. when it's bad. It is splitting. So splitting better is in this position wow. of it, it's the the functions that are happening when you split that are also there is like devaluation and inflation, essentially like idealizing devaluation something and inflation. Like, like this thing is extremely good or extremely bad. This thing is mm. extremely dark, extremely light inflation, literally making it bigger than it actually, than it actually is. is devaluation, making it smaller than it actually is. Mm. So, you know, I talk about this idea of like a God shit complex, like that's splitting right yeah. there. It's like, we are as humans, ordinary sized humans. We can do human mm-hmm. sized things and that's it. But we often split what we're capable of. In some moments we feel like we're so powerful, we're godlike. In other moments we feel like shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we have to split. And, and and just to reiterate, what we're talking about here is not a conscious narrative of I feel like God or I feel like shit. I mean, it might be coming out in our conscious, right. but it's largely this under underconscious under the conscious under the line of consciousness it's like under the water it's it's like the, str- the it's the structure we use it's like we're doing we're splitting everything like it's mm-hmm. like i'm using very obvious examples but it's like just constantly it's like our bones our, it's our bones our skin are splitting. and muscle can change and look different but at it's the, the basic it. thing it's like we begin mm. with the splitting we begin by gotta let this cat in one second hey, hey leo yeah, I mean, and it's interesting. I want to name when you guys first started talking about defense mechanisms and splitting was one of those first ones you guys talked about. I was like, oh, this is a defense mechanism. I guess I don't need to be defensive. I'm just going to try to stop doing all these mechanisms, right. which was, a, 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 I'm sure other people have made that assumption, but it doesn't work. It's like we're constantly doing this. We're constantly regardless. doing it. We're, we're, it serves a really important developmental structure. Like if we were to all of a sudden lose the function of splitting, we would really <laughs> just, lose our minds. It's like when you're on a like, bike it would and be, you like <laughs> put a stick through your spokes, just like. <laughs> right. Like it's like that would not, it, it, you, we would combust if we didn't have splitting, yeah. you know, and it's. It releases it's, the tension, right? it's from splitting, you can then move into, oh, it's more complex than that. But it begins mm, with that split thing. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. That, that helps us. It organizes. It, and it's, it's also a very scared place. Like splitting is not seeing the full picture. Splitting is defensive. Mm-hmm. It is like, I'm not like, well, split all along. Like it's great to see our splits and work through them. And last episode, we mentioned the law of three in terms of three being one set of three, two being three sets of, or sorry, six being two sets of threes and nine being three sets of threes. And so there is this thing of like the law of one representing kind of like nine-ness is, um, it's expansive and there's spaciousness because it's a triangle. There's three of it. Right, and right, it can right. kind of move around in, you never get locked into a binary, but when you go down to point six at truth, it's like something about when a personality is trying to constellate around finding truth. It does do that Let's, by splitting. No, no. I mean, I think this six is that, kind of the, right or wrong. The biggest embodiment of splitting, yeah. you know, and another thing is here's what I'll say about splitting. So another defense that's happening at that level, that splitting's happening, which I, I'm, I'm talking position theory. So paranoid gets away position mm-hmm. is we'll get into this eventually. We will get into this eventually, but here, here's, we have a whole episode on the idea of projective identification, which we'll eventually probably get into that. But that's also happening here, which is something's happening inside of me, a unconscious thing, Mm -hmm. an unconscious pH fantasy. So there is, there is an unconscious felt thing in me that is up, that is causing a riff inside of me. I split this, and I project it into the other, and now it you is... You split the fantasy I from yourself? I split the fantasy off of myself, throw it phenomenologically into the other. It is now essentially in them and feels like it's coming at me from them. Yeah. I believe, that's, in, that's, I believe in my conscious mind that mm. that person is... I, I cannot see that it's actually a part self of me that I've split off and put into the other oh. because I can't tolerate it. So there's that splitting function there too. Let's just take a second and breathe <laughs> with that one because like really that, that is a, it's a stunning image really of, of what our, when we think about ego, it, that word gets thrown around so much. And yeah, a lot of people know what they're talking about when they talk about it, but it is a, it just, it's such a buzzword. It gets distorted and we're like, what are we, you know, we get all these associations with it, but it is like, what are we talking about when we talk about a self or a personality or an ego ego structure a type structure it is like what are these fundamental basic cogs that are always turning inside of us that drive us that forward just, or just there i mean I, there's so many things that i've become aware of that i will get annoyed about in the other and then mm-hmm. take a second and realize i do that shit and I don't like that I do it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk to myself about not doing it, so I notice it mm-hmm. in the other and take out how I feel about that bad thing mm-hmm. on the other person mm-hmm. as if I don't do it because I'm split off from it. Yeah. I don't do that. I, 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 I cast it aside. And again, I, I'm, I'm hearing past versions of myself and so probably other people listening resonating with that and being like, oh, if I notice that, then it's not a problem anymore. And the problem is that that continues to innovate new ways of hiding itself. Yes, yes. No, so exactly. You, you have to always be recognizing its new forms. It's not something it's, that you can learn just about. Gonna, no, exactly. It's like, oh, I stopped doing. splitting on this thing. Cool. My my function is splitting. So now I'm just gonna find a different object <laughs> to split. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I, I I oh it's 
It's, you know, gender is nuanced. Yes, now I'm going to split people who think gender is nuanced and people who don't. <laughs> you know, it's it's yes. it's, it's now yes. it's a new fl- yeah. split that I've yes. created, you yes. know. And Ooh. over here we are thinking about gender as nuanced. And I, I, I am and I agree and I am... I'm a living wanting to be expression of its fluidity and openness yeah. and have a shadow side of splitting off from folks who may see gender differently yes. that mm-hmm. I, I, I've now split and cast You're away. You're naming it. It's, you know, yeah, it's 100%. What am I, the Enneagram? What are we talking about? No, <laughs> so I, no, it's true. No, I mean, that's, that is so on the nose and so relevant for thinking about the Enneagram because a lot of these splits are happening when we're sharing our ideas and it doesn't sound like what you're hearing from the Enneagram Institute or from E9 or from all of these other voices that have podcasts and books and stuff. Like we are talking about the Enneagram differently. And I've consistently, we have a lot of awesome folks out there that are really friendly and engaging with us critically and, and offering their, uh, their pushback, and, but in a very like supportive and in it with us way. And there are folks that I think are intrigued by what we're doing and wanting to be a part of it, but are also having really, um, they're having reactions against it, internal reactions that are causing them to create reasoning around, well, why do I, why is this problematic? What, what, why, why do I not feel okay with this? And what, how can I identify the problem? And which itself is creating this split, um, which again, it, the solution isn't to stop doing that, but at least just to see it. Right, right. I mean, that I mean, that's, that's the thing. Is you could also come away and say, actually, no, I think this is bullshit. Yeah, totally. But just move on. Right, exactly. Is, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I mean, that's. I mean, we were talking earlier of like these are all metaphors. It's, it's just all metaphors. It's all metaphors. It's different modalities, symbols. It, it's kind of like language and words. You can describe the same action infinitely with different words and phrases and images and stuff. And really that's ultimately what we're doing here is we're looking at the human experience and other aspects of anything and saying, how can we make sense of this? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, law of three personality. Law of three personality. We had, we were at the centers, the, centers, the centers of intelligence. Yes. So here we go. Body center at the top. Again, we, Symbol begins and ends at the top. So you can always reconcile things back to point nine. And I feel like nines, I mean, you're, you're a nine. I feel like nines really have like a lot of hubris in the Enneagram. Like this, this is like nines love the Enneagram nines. I feel like are, there's, there's a little ego trip in the nines of the Enneagram. Certainly, (laughs) certainly, certainly, certainly. And I mean, it is, it's like, look at you nines, the beginning and the end. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's a way to look at it, sure. And every, uh, pretty much every nine ego probably I, is jealous stroking person. its own dick about, you know, or it's stroking its own genitals around, <laughs> oh my gosh, like this is just what I do naturally and this is how the universe is, of course. Right, right. Um, and at the same time, that's just a coincidence that these p- certain people's personalities happens to be constellated around this thing that is kind of the the sum up of the whole thing we're talking about. I mean, about. ultimately it's the most boring, maybe. <laughs> just Both. Kidding. I mean, nines, <laughs> no one can bore you like a nine. <laughs> you're, you're at a dinner party and this isn't to like say all self-pres nines are like this, but if it's a self-pres social nine, they're, they're not really so tuned into the social thing. <laughs> they're in their own 
self-prezzy body? Am I getting my food? Am I getting my, am I the right temperature? Do I have water? And am I having alcohol? Whatever. And then, then, and then they, they venture into the social playground space and they're like, who am I going to talk to? And nines can really just go so, so, so to sleep within themselves. And so if you, if you find a nine wandering a dinner party with kind of glazed eyes and they start kind of chit chatting and then it's, kind of wandering around, well, uh, here's the first thing that I can think of that can fill this space, and it just can go on forever. So <laughs> I don't know how we even got on that. <laughs> this is a nine explaining. Yeah, <laughs> and then me, me doing that. Um, okay, okay, keep going. So um, we have the nine, the crown. The crown. Um, well, I, I mean, really, at the crown, it's less about the nine specifically and what that position represents because it's the body center, right? And right, we all, right. we just got through talking about the instincts last episode. The instincts are housed in our body. So that is the primary vehicle that's moving itself forward. And then you have most people, uh, more people are head second than heart second. So I'll go, say, next I'll go to point six, and that's the mind center with five on one side and seven on the other. And that's how we're making, how our, our brain and intellect and thinking capacity is making sense of everything that our body is taking in. So mm-hmm. all of our sensory input mm-hmm. is then going and being filtered and made sense of with the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another fundamental aspect of personality that everyone has. I mean, talking about different levels of intelligence or different even like calibrations of how a brain can develop, you have p- people with disabilities and all of this stuff, but ultimately there is still a, a, a mind center that is doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final at point three, you have the heart center, which is really, it's, it's about our emotionality. It's the subtler things that are driving the, 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 the thoughts or, or imbuing the thoughts with some charge that make them feel important and significant and mm. heartful, emotional, our feelings around it and what the heart center is doing is then creating a self image of okay. showing people based on my emotional experience. This is, this is who I am. This is my emotional hmm, hmm, hmm. image right now. Okay. Okay. I was wondering how the heart related to image, but you just said it. Does that make, does that feel, and I feel like you have slightly more heart energy than I do. Yeah. So I, I'm I wondering, does that true. resonate for you? And if you want to expand on that, I don't know. I don't know. Let me try and think about it because we still think I'm a four fix fix in this area. So how would that, can you, could you use me as an example to explain Mm -hmm. it? So as I understand it, as you've, as you've explained to me and just, and I'm open to also being like, what if I'm a three fix, you know? And I've thought about that in the past couple of years. So we can get into that too. Um, but for, but for the purpose of this, let's just go with what we think of as four mm-hmm. um, and say, okay, so your emotional state, well, maybe let's start with your, your six is like the six okay. is the, is where it seems your personality is rooted in the mind center. And, and really if you're starting to get into typing or just like wanting to understand how this stuff works, you really start with, it's the law of one and then the law of three. So you start with the three centers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what are your, how are your three centers working? Which one is first? Which mm. one is first? Which one is the first center that is interacting with your dominant instinct? That's like the okay, okay, the key okay. pairing. So for me, it would be six social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got a social instinct saying, I am interrelated with all of these other people. 
I belong with these people. Do I belong with these people? And then the six, are you my enemy? Using the are mind you... center starts. It, all of that stuff is processed through the mind center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Are you my enemy? Are you my friend? Um, if I do this for you, will you do it for me? What works here? What do I need to say to, to get it? This right? What's what are we what are we looking for here? How do mm-hmm. I make sense of this? And you're naming a bunch of other things, which I'll just briefly touch on, and we'll get in deeper. But the, what's right? What's right is that six has a super ego. Um, is is the super ego stance? Now every type has a different super ego. I also offer the language of calling it a dutiful stance because it is this kind of I have a, a duty or some kind of an obligation to the collective. Right. Um, you also have they're an attachment type, so they're on that triangle, the three attachment types, and they really are mindful of their attachments to one another. Yes, um, yes. What else did you name? It's that reactivity. Um, the, it's that reactivity. The reactive mode um, <laughs> of like, what are you doing and how am I going to respond to it? Yeah, yeah. Like that's and the like, basic. And, and, and I and would probably say bad. pretty, <laughs> yes, I think it's pretty much let me stab you and retreat. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's the perpetrated perpetrator. It would be the best way to describe mm-hmm. it, I think. It's the split fit. It's the split. It's mm-hmm. it's if I need to stay good, you must be bad. Yeah. Yeah. And me, me, probably and not I need all to sixes, put my defenses out. I think a lot of sixes wouldn't relate to the stabbing imagery. I think you <laughs> having finally I don't know if it's finally, but you having four as a hard fix makes it mm. a little bit more <laughs> victimy or wounded or like Openly, yeah, like just the image of cutting someone is yeah. a lot more for than like two would be more maybe smothering like someone, choking, choking someone. someone. Yeah, yes. totally, totally. No, choking, my God, is <laughs> perfect for it. Yeah, um, but no, for me, it's like a little like a slice in the neck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that. I mean, we're seeing it right here is like, and that's and would you say that that's an emote that. Yes. Your, the word choice is is evoking something about your emotional state inside. Yes, yes. Like, I mean, I think even like the blood there, the mm-hmm. passion there, the and, like and intimacy there too. Intimacy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like we're shedding blood together. You did this thing to me. In a but neck. it's also that that says something about our relationship that you cut me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I this mean, that's, fun. <laughs> this is fun. And I mean, for contrast, I'm, I have a three fix and look at how I'm engaging with this stuff. It's very neutral because their mode is competency and yeah. it's kind of this, it's a different, we'll get into that eventually. I don't quite have all the words for it at this moment, but the words aren't there. Um, but yeah, so that we have the three centers and, oh, I guess finally we got back to body and body is kind of the big, the two arms that's holding on to truth and value or the, the mind and heart. Um, but then also the mind and heart have a really easy level um, line. David Gray has talked about how that right, that level line. line is a is a really easy to walk back and forth right. on. And that actually that that line between two and one, as in th- six and three, two right. one three versus two threes, kind of represents what six is always doing. It's that back and forth between you're just you and I'm me and you. Right. And. No, yeah, the six who, is in between. Who gives the you the right the to be just you? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Because if you look at the three as, I mean, you could look at it as one, two, three. And like, here's mm-hmm. a thought like, one is kind of this individual, like, image, here I am, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Six is, okay, here I am with you, the other, like, this back and forth contrast. And then we move into the nine, which is add one more. Now it's a dance. Now it's reciprocal. Now it's give, receive. And this third other, you know, it's yes. that. Yes. And then it's back to the one, you know, and, it's and kind for of nine, flowing. It's, it's, it's the, the challenge is condensing yourself into just one thing that can be 
pro- that can be at odds with the six. Oh. Nine is keeping itself in a way, while it is a reconciling force, it is also keeping itself. That's why nine's a withdrawn type, is they're kind of withdrawing from um, per- perhaps the conflict or the ownership of being just one that six can react against. I'm speaking mm. like mm. metaphorically here, mm. but people are living this out. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if I get that. Do we want to try to get it, or do we want to like? Let I something don't know. Else come up? I think we could. I, there's something else coming up, but if yeah, it's up to you. Well, what what is it that? What's your like? Could you form it into a question? Yeah, let's. That think. I could respond to. What do you mean by the the nine is trying to get it all into one, or trying to condense it into one? Well, well, nine is in a way. Nine's saying, don't worry about me. Don't factor me in. I don't want to be a, a problem f- here. Um, you know, that kind of conflict avoidant is kind of the cartoon caricature of what nine is doing. Um, and lots of nines can be big conflict folks. I myself stepping out onto Instagram with this platform, I'm kind of inviting a big conflict here. True. Um, but there is something about it that I want it to be a nice conflict. <laughs> I want it to be. I want us to be respectful. I don't want anyone to feel excluded or alienized or otherized. That's my social instinct tapping in. It's like nine with people, right? Um, and but I am stepping into this big conversation. I, I mean, a lot of what nine is trying to do is it's looking down at point six where it's just one thing or the other. And to nine, that feels so preposterous of just like, <laughs> it's just one or the other. <laughs> that's, that's a nice, like, imaginary thing. Right, um, right, right. And it's saying, no, of course, there's so much more. And so it's kind of, in a way, reacting against ever being in a position where it has to say just one or the other. It's saying there's always going to be a third option and a million other options. And so t- to condense itself down into just a, a, a one one thing at point three is making itself vulnerable because it's taking one position hmm. that a six hmm. could position hmm. themselves against. Hmm. Is that No, is that it's now making more working? sense. It's yeah. now making more sense. I had a question, but it's disappeared. Well, uh, maybe it'll come back. Let me just say that this stuff might sound really symbolic, and you're like, okay, how the hell does this apply in real life? We'll get into it as we keep talking. But like this this dynamic of how the triangle interacts with itself, this is these are the elements that make up the Enneagram. And how? the Enneagram of personality is really all those hexad points on the law of seven, one, four, two, eight, five, seven, one, those types are in various ways just uh, sp- split off. I don't know if I want to use the word split because we were using it earlier, but like our, our fr- uh, fragments, fractures off of the main central triangle. Right, in right, right, ways. right, right. So to understand what these hexad types are doing, you might be typing as a hexad type and be like, I don't really care about nines, threes, or sixes. That's fine. But to understand your own type, you're going to need to understand what the triangle's doing. Because your type is essentially a, a branch off the triangle. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's something. Okay. Well, I wonder, because we've got like 10, 15 minutes left on this, okay. this round. So I wonder if there is, do we give people potentially some... Here's here's just a thought of where we could go mm. is so we think I'm a six mm-hmm. and think Daniel's a nine. Mm-hmm. So two types that are attachment types, these social two social attachment two types. social attachment types. Look at us. 
do we want to find some playful ways to talk about how these show up so that way it could <sighs> That'd be, be so like fun. so it could be you know things for people to chew on again I'm, I'm here wanting you guys to chew on things i i would love yeah no i'd love that i'm i'm i am going to be looking to your you with your brilliant mind center uh core type and your seven wing to kind of help us flush some of that stuff out because I, me being an, I'm like, I can synthesize all the stuff that I've been stewing with. Right. I have a difficult time coming up with something fresh and immediate in the moment. To okay. Say, Let's look at this. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. So, I mean, I guess maybe I'll wonder of like, so my type was up for question for a long time. It's yeah. like my type was floating in the air of what mm-hmm. type is mace because yeah. I had strong reaction against being a nine. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some understandable, am I a nine? Because, there is a lot of for what what word would we look for in me that is that was counteracting maybe some of the nine stuff um reactivity React, i think it's the reactionary nines nature be, nines can get reactive nines can get stubbornly reactive because right. nine has their yes. line to six yes they can <laughs> we know this uh we and um there is something about what a six, a core six is doing is that's kind of the main thing. I think there's, there's always going to be a there's, problem. There's, there's a little too much spice in me for me to be a nine. Uh, uh, Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. I mean, nines can be uh, tell spicy. Me yeah, no. So tell me because I feel like you are. It depends on what someone thinks about as spicy because yeah, I'm yeah, out, I'm out here dressing in like shawls and <laughs> with medallions around my neck and stuff. Someone could look at that and be like, Oh, that's like kind of non-normal. Is that <laughs> spicy? So like nines can be weird. Right. Like I wouldn't call that spicy. Yeah. No, you're, you're, it, it is like what's spicy. It's hot. It's hot. I would it's say it's hot, hot. And it's really to just put it in a simple, just like word package. Six is saying there's a problem here, and nine saying there doesn't have to be a problem. Yes, that's it right there. That's it. I, I, that's it so much. There is a. And you're like, there's a problem. There has to be an enemy. There, there has to be something to be, to be fighting for or against. Yes. There's, there's something always mm-hmm. to be pushing towards or against. Yes. Always. And then nine, nine can go, well, yes, of course there's always a fight, but that fight doesn't need to be hard or bad. It can just be a nice <laughs> fight that's happening. Existence is giving us a fight. We don't have to be, we don't have to fight about it. (laughs) Just let it be a fight. (laughs) There is something about the six, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm just speaking to myself and then we can say if this is a six trait. Because I also have a nine fix. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I've got a lot of nine qualities. And, uh, but it, it does feel like, uh, it really is like the second I work through some hurdle that is a mental hurdle. Like I feel like I'm constantly working out yeah. a mental process a of mental mine. Process, the yeah. second I finish one, a whole new one just, it, it's like, pop, here's this other one that's here ready to go for you to now fixate on the things of it. And you just spent the last <laughs> 26 years of your life, not thinking about this thing. Uh-huh. But now that it's on your radar, you must spend a lot of your attention you thinking about it. Think you can't just not think I, about it. This image it's of preposterous. You like it's this, immoral. You're like in this white room and, and you're working on this thing <laughs> and then you're just finishing it up and boop, another thing just like next to you. You're like, 
well, now there's this thing. And then maybe things like it'll be a season of life where it's all of a sudden, boop, 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 boop. Well, it's all these things. Well, and, and you're like, well, this well, and, and that. And, and while the new things are coming, you're still making sure you're keeping up with that old thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also heard one person say that it's like every decision about the stuff you have to make, you're making a, I mean, it, you splitting it cuts back to split. you're making this fundamental cut in the universe yep. and any decision any road you take down you're choosing one thing and killing the other thing yes and it's this constant it's this like that's like people will talk about the nine or the sixes anxious and whatever and it's like yeah not everyone's not every nine's anxiety or sorry not every six's anxiety <laughs> is really going to come out as looking oh it like, could look very angry what i think it could look just as much as anger as, yeah like especially anger with a seven wing because seven's a frustration type yeah. so you, yeah because a lot of anger is just anxiety mm-hmm. that we just don't know how to deal yeah. with um that's so funny what no just like that that image we were working with there is just uh <laughs> problem not a problem problem not a problem it's just like no, I know. I mean, so I many relationships are really like, like I'll, I'll, I'll end the conversation with there's nothing to fixate about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? And, and I mean, what, like, what is there to like, you know, a, a, a nine's response? Yeah. I mean, we, we were, we were looking. Everything. There's everything to fixate about. Yes. So why, so would, why you would you fixate? Yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, and I'm like, oh, there's everything to fixate on. So let's put some energy into fixating on something. Some right. Them, at least one of them. <laughs> got to get started. <laughs> there's so many. Let's like, exactly. We got to get to work. And that's why, I mean, it's like fear versus sloth, right? If we're looking at the two <laughs> passions. No, and I could see it as lazy. Like, well, you're just choosing to not fixate on anything then, then you don't care. Right. Yeah. And I mean, nines, like sloth, (laughs) nines are not necessarily lazy. I know some nines that are dissociated into work. Like a lot of, like, especially self-pres nines, but really any type of nine can really be workaholics. And what they're doing is dissociating into this this constant Well, because it's sloth with the self. It's sloth with experience. It's sloth with aliveness. That's what the sloth is. It's Mm -hmm. not sloth as in, like, working hard. You can sloth into sports. Exactly. It's sloth sloth into, like, actually being alive and paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Music, weed, games, sex, any of it. Any of it, yes. Yeah. Versus fear is, like... the, The sloth could be extreme sports. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah. I mean, like we, I recently was listening back to that episode with Drew. I forget what episode it was, but like spiritual health, I think was like what we called the episode, what you guys called the episode. And like he is, it's seeming like what I was getting from the conversation was the self-pres nine. And it's, he had explained so many different times when he had, you know, pushed his body to the limit, um, which is a really self-pres thing of like, how far can I push myself before I break? How much am I able to endure? Um, which sixes can also do that, but they're doing it not less from a place of, of sloth and more from a place of fear or vigilance. Like if I don't test myself enough, I won't know what I am capable of. Well, and I think that's this other piece. I think of six as, um, doesn't let their eyes close. I would say that's a six trait. Like, um, thinking that if you aren't hyper vigilant about something, you're going to somehow miss it. And so there is this kind of constant fear of, if I'm relaxing too much, if I let my guard down, if I don't pay attention, there, there, something disastrous could happen, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. And I think yeah. the reality is, whether or not, like, you think you're the 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 thing is, you're tricking yourself into thinking you have control with your paying attention and your vigilance. 
Ooh, that's a trick ooh, of the that personality. Is, that is like, a take right that's there. there. A disaster, of course, could happen. I, I could be hmm. vigilant about all kinds of things, and lightning could come strike down here. Right. You know, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. like we're almost tricking ourselves I, as a six into thinking we could have control because we're. I think that's another piece mm-hmm. is like big fear of loss of control. So yeah. certainty, splitting, let's make things be more clear. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is this convincing of of preventing the bad from happening mm-hmm. with paying attention mm-hmm. that that is it, it it's it helps us get by, it helps yeah. us feel more safe even though it's an illusion. Totally. And it's, it's just an illusion. And I, and I do think this is where like I don't want us to create the impression that like six is split and nines don't because again right. as we no, said no, we're no, all no. doing this splitting and all doing different but this is part of why the law of three and the law of one are connected is because while we have in this the law of three this nine and six at odds with and you also have three of course but between nine and uh, six like they're both also interplaying with one another a nine is doing vigilance and fear in a certain way, but they're also dissociating from the part of them that's doing that. Those two, the, the part that's feeling okay, and this is all, there is no problem here. And right. The part that's saying there is a problem here and I'm going to be mad about it. Those two parts are not in conversation with one another. Right. Um, right. And right. similarly, which is the thing nines, I think a six is going to say something that annoys them way faster than a nine is in yes. and, and a nine. It'll come up five years later that they've been resenting something for five years. And it's like, they didn't even know they were resenting it because right. it's always in the moment. Right. Oh, that's better if I let it go for this right. moment. I, I want to keep it going for this moment, for this moment, right. I want to keep it going. And then the moment comes where it's like, well, what the hell? I've been doing this. I've been sacrificing myself for all these moments. <laughs> and it's like, well, you didn't need to. No one asked you to sacrifice it for the moment. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. could have said it earlier. <laughs> and I mean, like, on the flip side of that, you've got sixes that are slothfully dissociating from a bigger reality. Yes. By needing yes. to always be vigilant and yes. to be understanding terms of this is the one thing I see and that's the other thing I see and where it's I'm keeping keeping my eye on it if you're only looking at the one thing you're not allowing for everything else that you're not able to see well and I think that it's almost the reactionary versus withdrawn right there like a six is gonna poke and and make a six won't let anything go Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like there there can be a lack yeah. of compromise there too. You know, it's and like there's a balancing act between these, and I don't know where the three fits in. Well, let's look at it in terms of we've got with you named withdrawn in the in that tri grouping. That's the Hornivian stances. So nine is withdrawn, six is super ego or dutiful. And so what that is that what you what you said earlier of I can't take my eye off this is this thing of I am obliged, I owe it to myself and to everyone else and to this thing Yo, that loyalty, I need to pay attention to. It's loyalty to, it. to who I think I am. Yes. That's that's even yeah. it's not even necessarily a loyalty it's loyalty to who I've told myself I am and Ooh. what my values Ooh. are. See, that's interesting because I think a lot of people would describe it as well, it's loyalty to the people and all this stuff which that can be an element of it, but ultimately we're projecting ourselves out onto our people. So it really comes back to right. loyalty right. to how I see myself. Yes, yes. Yeah. Dang. And that's a lot of sixes, they'll start learning about attachment. Uh, six is an attachment type and they're this super ego type and start going, well, I'm really individualistic. I don't take shit from anyone. I don't need anyone. I stand on my own. Um, and that itself is a split yes. that the six yes. is engaging yes. in. Yes, as if, as if any of us can do that, as if it's not right. human 
nature to be yeah. entirely created up of mimicking things. Right, right. <laughs> and then how does three fit into that? So you've got nine withdrawing, six reacting, super oh, ego. Super ego. Um, we can get to positive versus reactive uh, no, maybe fine. next episode, but three in the Hornevian stance is assertive. And what that means is, uh, this is another thing where a lot of sixes, because they're reactive, will think that they're an assertive type. I thought it was withdrawn, reactive, and assertive, but it's, no, it's withdrawn, withdrawn, assertive, and, and superego. Super ego. It doesn't make sense in my brain. Well, let's look at it this way. In terms of if the three is the assertive type, and it's just one, and so it's a unit of one, what it's saying is me, me and me first, me before anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's it's just kind of a single ray. Did we used to call it competency? No, no, that's, what, no. What did we no. used to call it? Um, uh, there it was another c word. I don't uh, remember that. Com- compliant. Compliant is what six compliant. is doing. Dutiful. So super ego. Okay, compliant. so it was assertive, withdrawing, compliant. Assertive, withdrawn, and compliant. That's what you're remembering. Yes, that's what I'm remembering. Okay, yeah. cool. Now I remember it. Cool. Yeah. Keep going then. Yeah. So what the assertive is doing is it's saying me on my, I mean, the three is going me on my stage that you'll all see and you'll all be inspired by me. They're on the triangle. So they are uh, touching into the big collective whole. But it's how am I, just as myself, how am I? I a shining light to the whole. How are people seeing me and valuing me? Their, their essential quality is value, and so that's what their personality is is trying to do. Is it's trying to create value out of so themselves. it's so it's. I mean, yeah, asserting it's it's I, putting me, into world. It's putting value into I the world. I will be it's the thing going, that you value. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you know, opposed to uh, yeah, opposed to six and nine. So. Yeah, six can six can definitely be loud and confident and brash, and it's like throwing their big dick around kind of an energy. Um, but sorry if that was a little bit too graphic for your preferences, folks. Um, folks. Uh, but no, it, it, like six can be brash and confident and loud mouthed. Um, but there will always be this thing of like if someone then is if an assertive type actually starts coming in and is really. Uh, pushing their agenda with without uh, reserve or concern or even awareness of how it's in, impacting others or full awareness of how it's impacting others and still continuing to do something harmful and self-interested, most sixes, sixes are going to naturally react against it because it is... Uh, or they'll they'll go with it and be like, this is how it should be, and right. it's it's totally fine for you to just like do whatever you want and not have to care about anyone. I kind of do that with my own six fix as a nine. I'm withdrawing and saying like, eh, I don't really have to care about my impact on other people, but I do, but I don't. It's like that nine paradox. But yeah, no sixes sixes will think that they're assertive, um, but themselves will then react against actual assertive actual energy happening. Actual assertiveness. And they'll also be reacting against the withdrawn, saying, who gives you the right to just, to just check out? No, and not- both are preposterous, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we could all, each of those three points could look at the others and go like... No, I think there could be some serious, like, no, you've got it wrong. It'd be fun to get a three on, yeah, on the pod. on the like pod the th- to, like, really spice it. Yeah. Is, we still think Chris is a three? Maybe that actually could be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, it could be interesting. Maybe, yeah, I well, yeah, we, that was that was what we thought. Could be, yep. Okay, well, we're at our time. We're at our time. Okay, everyone. Thank um, you for listening. This was personality, maybe personality, maybe right. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was, but um, we're probably gonna do 
one or two more for us. So mm-hmm. stick around. Maybe a hex ad's coming up. Yeah, I think that would be the next step. A little hex ad vibes. That could be fun. Kay. If we get through two more, it'd be fun to do hex ad and then just like just look back on what we've done today. Totally. And kind of, yeah. Totally. Greatness. All right. Much love, everyone. Bye.